Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. That inspire you, just that in itself, just stirs on the inside, doesn't it? Come on, I'm telling you what, God is doing some awesome things. Hey, just want to welcome you that are here today. want to welcome those that are online. Just so glad that you're tuning in. Hope that today is going to be a big shifting day in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, we're starting a new series called Shift. A new year, a new you, and a new church. How many of you believe that God can begin to shift some things in our life? You believe that God can begin to shift some things and begin to do some things in your life? Many people ask the question, and you may not have been around some church environments before where this is something that is familiar to you, but oftentimes people will ask the question, especially when you're a pastor, they'll come to you and they'll ask the question at the beginning of the year, and they'll say, Pastor, what's God doing this year? You might think, well, that's a little bit unfamiliar, but the Bible always tells us that God has a timetable and God has, has a blueprint and God has a calendar. And many times in the Old Testament, if you will, they would look to the men of God or the prophets of God to say, what's God doing? And so people are still intrigued and they'll ask pastors, they'll ask ministers and they'll say, what's God doing in 2016? Well, I believe what God is doing this year, just as our title of our series is, is that God is shifting some things and God is beginning to shift some things in our lives and in our church individually, but also across the board. Amen. Do you believe that God wants to do something across the board within the local churches? Amen. That is the hope of the world, the local churches. And I believe that God is beginning to shift some things in this new season, in this new time of 2016. You know, at the beginning of every year, uh, many times we'll set resolutions, we'll purpose to say, I'm going to make some changes. And if you've already done that, maybe, you find that uh, you have already failed or broken your New Year's resolution. Or maybe some of those things that you are purposing to change, and therefore you find out, well, I've already blown it, and it's only a few days or a week into the first part of this year. But listen, I don't believe that God is so much interested in us changing. How many of you know that God doesn't necessarily want you to change? Because the Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves you and loves you just the way that you are as an individual. So you say, well, I thought God wants me to change. No, I believe that God wants us to make some adjustments and wants us to make some alignments in our life. Rather than focusing on changes or big things that need to take place in our life, I believe that God is just wanting us to simply focus on subtle adjustments and alignments that will make a big impact in this year. The definition of shift as, as uh just a title in of itself, shift means this, to move or to cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance, a slight change in position, direction, or tendency. And so, when you think about that, if we'll make a slight adjustment, if we'll make a subtle 
alignment at the beginning of the year, by the end of this year, as we have run our course, the margin from the beginning to the end becomes a wider gap, right? For a greater amount of change or something that is more visible as a result of just the slight and subtle change in tendency, direction, or movement at the beginning of the year. Are you hearing what I'm talking about this morning? I don't believe it's this major change. I believe it's just simply subtle adjustments. And it's a shift that God is wanting us to make. Many are unable or are unaware of the fact that God has a timetable and that God really has a, has a master plan. Many people think, well, the world's just spinning and, you know, God's up there somewhere in the sky and uh, I guess everything kind of works out some way, somehow, and then eventually we die and life just keeps going on for those that are here on earth. And so we just kind of live day to day. But I believe, and the Bible tells us, that God has an agenda. God has a purpose. God has a plan, not only for the world, for the church, but also for us individually. So, for 2016, this year a shift. It's a new year, it's a new you, and it's a new church. How many of you expect that? How many of you are ready for a new you? Come on, I'm ready for a new me. I said, I'm ready for a new me. You know, just uh, a matter of a few months ago, uh, we had our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I always like that time because when I do that, I, I lose weight. And I start looking good. And one particular person here at the church always recognizes that. And he's these healthy buff guys. I mean, he's, a, he's one of those guys that's older. And you think, well, if there's ever a time for you that... No, I say older. I mean, he's young, but he's older than me. And, he, you know, he, he, he could be in this season of his life where he's like, you know, I'm just going to relax. But, you know, he's really fit and really active. And it seems like every time I start thinning down, he says, hey, looking good. But, you know, the holidays hit... And you start eating, and I started putting it back on. I'm ready for a new me. Because I like the new me that I saw in the mirror. You know what I'm talking about? I like the thinner version of me. I felt better. My clothes were a little looser. I was ready for a new wardrobe. I'm like, come on, praise God, I get some new clothes. But now I'm starting to fit a little bit better in the old clothes that I had. I'm ready for a new me, and I believe that you are as well. Amen. So... When you think about a shift, I want to paint a picture for you. And this is going to be something that we're going to come back to over the course of this series that we're doing. But is everybody familiar with a tsunami? You know what a tsunami is? A tsunami is a series of large waves that will come inland. And they're caused from an earthquake that is under the ocean or on the ocean floor, if you will. So in other words, there are earthquakes that are taking place in the sea that are not seen to the natural eye. But because of those earthquakes, it creates, creates a ripple effect that causes the waters to be stirred and it causes waves to come inland to the natural or the physical side of life. And it can mess some things up, right? So what's an earthquake? An earthquake is when the, the plates of our earth begin to shift and begin to move. And when they begin to shift and they begin to move, it begins to create friction. And as a result of that, we begin to feel the results of an earthquake, right? 
How many of you know that you never see what is being taken or what is taking place under the sea? It's on the, in the unseen realm, right? You can't see the earthquakes on the bottom of the sea floor. And for that matter, you cannot see an earthquake when the plates are shifting. But what we do see is the results of that earthquake that are taking place. You begin to get shaken. You begin to see the things that are moved and and dishuffled as a result of the friction of the plates that are moving, right? Well, when it comes to this of shift within our life, that's exactly what is taking place. There's things that are taking place in the unseen realm, if you will, of our hearts and what God is wanting to do in your life. And sometimes it begins to create friction and you begin to experience that on the outside. Now let me just give you a natural example of that. Anybody ever have some back issues and you had to go to the chiropractor? Right? If your back is hurting, or if you've ever been in that position, there are things that are out of alignment. Right? And if you went to the chiropractor, you've heard it said this way, I'm going in for an adjustment. I'm going in for an adjustment because things are out of alignment. Right? Now, how many of you know you don't see what is going on within your back? You don't see your vertebrae out of alignment. You don't see the nerves being pinched. It's in the unseen regions of your back, correct? But how many of you know those unseen things can have an effect on your outward physical nature, right? You might walk a little bit different. You might have a frown on your face. Or when it just kind of pinches, you might like... You might even make some noises, right? In the unseen regions of your back, it has an effect on your outward man. When you go to the chiropractor, he makes the adjustment. He cracks you, he pushes you, he begins to make the alignment. And once again, if you've ever went to the chiropractor and got the adjustment, many times, if not most of the time, when he makes the alignment, you don't instantly feel better. He may have lined you up You might have everything realigned and had the adjustment, but you may still feel the discomfort of what was once there. Or maybe the friction of the nerves and the muscles. And so you might still feel something, and it still might cause you to act a little bit funny in the outward man. You might still walk a little bit slow. You might have that scrawl on your face. You might be a little bit grumpy as a result of what you're feeling, but the adjustment has been made. Are you tracking with me? And so much like that, that's exactly what begins to take place when God begins to make some adjustments in our life. In 2016, this shift that God is doing, God is simply making some adjustments and some alignments. And what those adjustments and alignments are, are God saying, I want you to come closer. He's saying, I want you to draw near to me. But how many of you know that when God begins to draw you near or begins to call you to come closer, He doesn't call your physical man. He doesn't speak to the natural man and say, Hey, listen, I want you to come closer. He doesn't speak to your emotions and say, Hey, I want you to feel your way closer. 
Now, when God speaks to you and begins to draw you closer, the Bible says that He begins to draw your inward man or your heart or your spirit. That's what begins to be drawn to God. But when He begins to draw the inward man, there becomes friction. We're talking about a shift. Remember I gave you the example of an earthquake or the tsunami. That when the shift takes place, there's friction. And there's things that begin to, to shake and rattle as a result of that shift. And when God begins to pull you closer to Him, saying, I want you to come closer spiritually, the natural man begins to feel that on the natural side. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, or the inward man, or our heart, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Can anybody say amen or oh me? <laughs> so the Bible says this, that your spirit and your natural man, they're at odds with one another. Your heart or your spirit man desires to know God and wants to be close. But your natural man has a tendency just wanting to do its own thing. Wanting to run. Wanting to be distant. Wanting to be undisciplined. Wanting to be rebellious. Come on, I know we're not talking... We're talking to all that are watching online that chose not to come to church this morning, right? Those are the ones we're talking about. Not you. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Our natural man has a tendency of wanting to do its own thing. And so therefore, when God begins to pull... And saying, I want you to draw near to me. He's saying, I want you to make some adjustments. I want some things to get aligned. And as we begin to feel that shift, there's friction that comes. There's the friction that we feel between our spirit or our heart and our natural man. Have you ever noticed that before? I mean, even from the natural side, you may have sensed that you want some changes in your life. And really it's God just kind of pulling on your heart. Maybe God has been stirring your heart and you thought it was just you. And you said, well, you know, I want to make some changes in my lifestyle. There's some habits, there's some disciplines, there's some things that I want to adjust. I want to adjust maybe some bad habits or maybe I want to lose some weight. Maybe I want to get healthy. Whatever it might have been. And as you've chosen to do that, have you noticed that it affects your flesh or your natural man or even your emotions? Sure it does. I talked about um, just uh, during that 21 days of prayer and fasting that we had a couple months ago. The moment that I began to tell my flesh or my natural man, you can't eat. You can't have that. All you can have is broth. All you can have is some boiled cabbage. Mmm. <laughs> my flesh wants all the carbs. My flesh wants all that feel-good food, right? Now, you don't need me to tell you this, but you can ask my wife, was Pastor a little bit grumpy during those times? She'd say, yeah. Well, why was I a little bit grumpy? Why was I a little bit testy? Why was I a little bit moody? Because 
of the conflict or the friction that was taking place. My spirit man, I was saying, I want to get close to God. And I'm going to choose to say, flesh be quiet. As a result, I started to feel that. You hear this morning. And so God is consistently saying, I want you to come close. And if you're a follower of Christ, if you've received Christ into your life, there is a constant friction that will always be there. If you think, well, it's, it's going to get, or it's going to get to a place where that will never be the case, it's never going to happen. Until we get to heaven, as long as we're on this earth, there will always be friction because of our natural, physical man. And God is always going to be calling you, come close, come close. And the more that He calls you closer, you're going to feel the friction. And you might feel like, well, I've gotten to a place where I don't feel the friction anymore. I feel like I'm in a good place. God's going to say, okay, now that you've got settled, let's make another adjustment. Let's make another alignment. Let's come closer yet. And you're going to feel that friction again. Listen, I'm talking from personal experience. And the more that you choose not to respond to that shift where God's saying come closer, the more you'll find that you're frustrated, agitated, grumpy. Because really what God's doing is something in here and it's having an outward expression out here. I'm telling you, if you sense that there is a restlessness in your heart, if you feel like, man, I'm just frustrated. Many times we say, I think I need to find a new church. I think I need to find a new husband, new wife. I need to find a new job. Maybe you just need to say, God, help me readjust and align myself to where I draw closer to you. I'm telling you, if you feel that frustration, if you feel that there's this something itching on the inside, just say, God, okay. Help me draw closer. Help me draw closer. Have you been feeling that this year? Have you been feeling that maybe at the end of last year? I'm telling you, it's not just something that is wrong. It's really something that is right. And it's God saying, let's make some adjustments. Let's align some things. Will you come close? Now you may say, why is that the case? Why is it that I feel that frustration? Why is it that I feel that agitation? If God's drawing me close and that's a good thing, why, does, why is that there? Well, that has to be... Uh, we have to, to go right to the very beginning of the fall of man. Do you remember that God made man to just have a, a constant experience with Him? And God never desired that man experience sin or just even a fallen nature to where they're separated from God. But one day, the enemy came and says, that tree looks really good, doesn't it? And the fruit on that tree looks just so scrumptious, delicious. And Eve says, well, we're not supposed to eat that tree. We'll die. And the enemy says, well, you know, if you eat that fruit, you'll become like God, knowing both good and evil. Do you realize God never desired for man to know the evil or the fallen side or being separated from God? He only desired for us to know the God and the good things of this natural existence and spiritual existence. 
And so when, when, when the enemy says, if you'll eat this fruit, you'll become like God, knowing both good and evil, that was a true statement. And so as a result, they partook of the fruit, and then sin entered the world. And every single one of us have been born into a fallen, sin-natured world. So we were born into this world only knowing the evil or only knowing what it is to be separated from God. But then the Bible tells us when we receive Christ into our life, it was a born-again experience and God renewed our spirit man and now we can know not only the fallen side of man, what it was to be separated from God, now we can know what it is to be close and to draw near to God. Are you tracking with me? So your natural man knows what it is to be separated from God. Your spirit man knows what it is to be separated from God. But you also, since we have become a Christian or a follower of Christ, you know what it is to experience life and the goodness of God. And as a result, there is that constant war or friction going on on the inside. The natural fallen side of man that once was keeps pulling on you and saying, Hey, come on, do your own thing. Come on, just be rebellious. Come on, don't go to church today. Come on, just tell the pastor off. Come on, you don't want to give your money. Come on, you know how they are. Right? And then there's the God side that says, Come on, come closer. Come on, come closer. Oh, you've been going to church on Sunday. Well, don't just go once a month. Come on, why don't you go twice a month? And then you start going twice a month. And then, then there's this pull that says, why don't you start going more regular on, on a Sunday regular basis? And then once you start doing that, there's this pull that says, why don't you even try a Wednesday night service? Why don't you just come a little bit closer? And then the natural man starts pulling down you over here. Hey, come on, you know you've got stuff to do. You've got responsibilities. You know, you don't want to be fanatical over there. Right? And you've got this constant friction going on. And as long as you're breathing breath and walking this earth, you will always feel that friction. Because there's shifts that God is always wanting us to take the next step. To have an adjustment. To have an alignment. Don't ever let the enemy deceive you to think that that friction is a bad thing. Now the only bad thing about it is is that if we reject long enough, we just live in a constant state of frustration. And we're doing things in the arm of our flesh rather than God helping us. How many of you want God to help you? How many of you want God's strength and God's help in this life that we live? I do. You know, my wife, she was just sharing with me a few days ago just uh, some things that she was talking to the Lord about when she was in, in, in a time of prayer. And she said when she was praying, she said she heard the Lord say this, Keep pressing. And what, she, what the Lord was meaning was, just keep pressing in. Just keep coming closer. And my wife she said that. She responded and said to the Lord, she goes, when do I ever get to a place where I stop pressing? Because I am frustrated and I'm tired and I'm just tired of pressing and pressing in. And here's what the Lord says. I said to her, He says, you never stop pressing. He said, it's a matter of getting full of me or it's a matter of getting closer that you no longer see the press as work but you see that I am meeting you where you're at and I'm giving the grace to do and to come closer. Come on, are you here this morning? Again, I know firsthand 
what it is to consistently have God speak to you about things and you just don't simply respond quick enough or you just simply don't respond and there's a constant agitation. My family has felt the brunt of that many times because you just get frustrated. It's like, well, how long are you going to be hard-headed? How long are you going to be stiff-necked, right? Well, if God's talking to me about that, I know He's talking to you about that. <laughs> He's talking to us all about that. And you might be saying, well, God, I want to talk to you about this. Or, God, there's this stuff going on in my life and I, I want you to help me. Or, God, I need to talk to you about this. If you're not seeing God talk to you about the things that you want to talk to God about, then go back to the last thing that God talked to you about. And, just be, and God says, well, it can't shift here because I needed you to shift back here. See, a subtle shift is when it gets down here, it lines up. See, if we're still going this way, and we want to talk about God over here, but we've never the shift here. We'll never get to this side of where God wants, or we can talk to God about Him. Does that make sense? Come on, God has spoke to our hearts and says, "I want you to draw close." And God's desiring for us to know Him. But it's all about what you put in, drawing close. Well, what do you put in? His presence, His Word, and whatever you put in comes out. You've heard me say it this way, whatever you feed on is what's going to come. Whatever you starve will die. So if you're in your spirit, your, your spirit man, the, the one that connects with God and that God is trying to shift, man, you're mal- malnutritioned. You're, you're just a, a rack of bones. And you're saying, God, I need help. God says, man, I'm trying to feed you. I'm trying to give you something. And it will show up in your words. Now, all of you are, 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 have been kids, and I know that none of you have ever done this as an adult. Never. Kids have birthday party, and there's the helium balloons. Nobody's looking around. You open it up, and you suck in the helium, right? What are your lungs full of? The helium gas. When you start talking, does it affect the way you talk? Sure it does. You sound like a little chipmunk, don't you? It affected the way you talk because what you caused your lungs to be full of. If you're not full of God's Word, if you're not allowing yourself to shift and adjust for God to begin to help you grow and draw close, you will have conversations that's always about how hard it is, how difficult it is, how bad it is, how, where God, where are you God, how come you're not coming through? But when you begin to get the Word of God on the inside, and God, your Word says, when we start to get filled up with Him, the circumstances are going to come and we speak and talk differently. Because we've shifted. Come on, have you ever been in those places in your life where there's things that just seem so big, but then you started to let God do things. And then you got on the other side of that and you think, well, dear God, that wasn't so big at all. I made a mountain out of a molehill. Why? You looked at it differently because of what you put in. You started to talk about it differently. You started to talk to it differently because of what you put on the inside. So, here's the shift. For 2016. Or here's part of it. You probably have heard this before in some different uh, environments before. But I really believe that in 2016 what God is bringing to the church is judgment. 
Now, what I mean by that, and again, we've had a lot of doom gloom people say, well, God's mad and God's... No, most of what we experience is just the result or what man has done and we're reaping the harvest of decisions, poor decisions and whatever else. But the judgment that I'm talking about is where God says, it's time to judge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, I've got to begin to look inward. I've got to begin to look at myself and say, God, what needs to be aligned? What needs to be adjusted? What needs to make a shift? If you never step back and start judging our, ourselves, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. You're simply taking inventory and saying, God, I judge myself. What do I need to realign? It's when I do that that God can begin to draw me close. Here's a perfect example of making a judgment call or judging oneself. If you remember uh, in Matthew chapter 6, the Bible tells us obviously that His disciples was walking with Him every day, uh, stayed with Him, and they did life with Him for three and a half years. I mean, you talk about being close to somebody, they left everything. They left their jobs, their families, their occupations to follow Jesus. So they had Him as an example. They began to take on and model what He did, right? I mean, just by default, that would, be, that would make sense. If they're hanging out with Jesus every day, He is now becoming my role model, and I'm starting to get a clue that results happen when He does and so we might as well start doing that, right? But in the midst of that, the disciples asked him a question. They said, will you teach us how to pray? We just want to know how to pray. Will you teach us how to pray? And in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5, this is what Jesus, or how Jesus responds. And when you come before God, again, he's answering the question, teach us to pray. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people make a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in box seats or a box seat? Here what I want you, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage the focus will shift from you to God. Say that with me. The shift will be from you to God. Notice how he said that. He says, don't role play. Don't just act the part. Don't just act like a Christian. He says, actually make an adjustment. He says, here's what I want you to do. He says, find a quiet, secluded place where you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there simply and honestly as you can manage. And as you do that, the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. Grace means God's power. So in other words, the shift that we're beginning to experience that frustration and just that agitation that we're feeling and we're, <clears throat> and we're tempted to say, okay, what can I do in my natural man? God's not wanting you to try to figure it out with your natural man or try to do X, Y, and Z. He's wanting you to draw close. 
He's saying, will you just come and get quiet in a secluded place with me? And then you'll find that your focus shifts from you and even the frustration or the friction that you feel and it will be turned toward me. And he said, and as you begin to see that shift from looking at you to looking at me, my grace or my power will come and begin to assist you in that shift and you'll begin to see the change that I'm desiring for you and you'll find yourself being come closer or being drawn closer as a result of just doing that simple thing. Amen? Verse 7. It says, or excuse me, uh, verse 13. Maybe it's verse 7, yes. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. Did you notice that? He says there are people that are, are the world is full of so-called prayer warriors that think they know how to pray, but they're prayer ignorant. They don't know how to pray. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting, getting what you want from God. Don't fall into that nonsense. He says, this is your father that you're dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. Come on. Did you see the shift that began to take place of just simply drawing close? Amen? God's looking for us to make some alignments and some adjustments. The shift of simply judging ourselves begins with things that we saw right there. How did it all begin? The disciples said, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? So how do we begin to make the shift? How do we begin to make some judgments? How do we begin to make alignment in our life? Number one, be teachable. There may be things, surprisingly, that you don't know. There might be some things that you don't know, and religion has told you things that you think that you know, but are not right. Amen? We also saw, make space for God. Make space for God. Find a secluded place where you can get quiet with God. I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. Do you realize that Sunday morning is not about you coming and making place for God to do something for you? It's a, it's a time for you to really come and exhort God. And really, as you've lived the whole week serving and walking with God, you ought to be able to come back to church on a Sunday morning and just brag on God. When you look at the story of the disciples, the Bible says that Jesus sent them out and then they would come back and they would all start telling stories. Man, this is what God was doing. This is what God was doing. And they just got happy because everybody came back with a story. So many times we look at churches coming back as though I'm getting rebuilt and putting band-aids on and getting sutured up and, and getting fixed up because, man, I just got beat up throughout the week. That's not what church is about. 
Church is about us coming because we had such a great week. We can't, but man, I, I shared Jesus with this person, and man, they, they got saved. They're going to heaven. I pray for this person, and they got healed. Man, God worked miracles in my life, and a bill that I just did, I, I didn't know how I was going to pay. God showed up, man. I come back to church. Jordan, you know what God did? Come on! And therefore, Jordan goes back his next week and says, God can do that for me because he's no respecter of persons. Come on, it ought to be a time where we come back to church where it's not just an isolated thing. But he says, make room for God. On Sunday? No, every day. Make room. Number three, address your pride. I said, address your pride. I don't have pride. Well, if you don't think you got pride, then you've got pride. Notice what he said. So-called prayer warriors, but are prayer ignorant. You know what a prayer warrior is? Somebody that we would label as that? Somebody that really prays? Or that person you say, well, they're a prayer warrior. We'll go ask them to pray for us because they're just really hooked up with God. Right? But he says there's people that think that of themselves, but they're really ignorant. So many times we live our lives like that when it comes to church. Well, I know my thing. I know a thing or two. God says He wants us to adjust our pride or address our pride so that we can begin to draw close. Then He also says this. When you pray, just simply say, God, I want to be real with You. I just want to get transparent with You. And then the last one, number five. Be be transparent with God. But as we do, say, God, reveal Yourself. Remember, that's what Jesus said. He said, this is how you pray. Just simply say, God, reveal yourself. God wants to be real. God wants you to know Him as much as you know the person sitting next to you. I've seen a couple husbands and wives are sitting close to each other. A couple just hanging on each other. Why do you do that? Because you know It would be kind of funny with you doing that to this guy over here, right? You'd be like, what the heck are you doing? Well, why would you do that? Because you're not close or you don't know that person. But we say to God, God, reveal yourself to us. Simply, God, I want to get close. Help me know who you are because I want to be close. Amen? The shift and the alignment. We're going to come back to this. There's going to be a thread from each week. But we talked about that tsunami. The tsunami or the wave that makes landfall is because of a shifting that takes place in the unseen regions. And it has an effect on the natural side of the planet. You know what I'm saying? The shift that you're experiencing, it's spiritual, but it will have an effect on your natural and your natural life. This is going to be a good year. It's a good year. It's going to be a new you, a new me. It's going to be a new church. Because God is making Himself known. Amen? Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to just challenge you. 
I want to challenge you to be aware of those simple nudges and promptings that you sense on the inside. Sometimes we say it like this. It seems like something's just scratching on the inside. Be aware of that. Because oftentimes that's God just trying to get your attention. Be sensitive to hear His voice say, Come closer. It might be in the the evening when you're watching television and something just says, Why don't you turn the TV off and read your Bible? It might be that little nudge that says, Why don't you pray with your kids? It might be that little nudge on the inside that says, Why don't you go listen to a message online or here or there? God's wanting us to draw close. If you feel that agitation, don't buck against it. Don't yield to the flesh side of man where you get agitated and frustrated and you act out. Identify that frustration and say, Okay, God, reveal yourself to me. Allow yourself to get quiet. And you'll begin to sense God directing and leading you. Draw close. Let me just pray over you as we dismiss and we'll worship God one last time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual that's here in this place. God, I'm well aware that there will be people that can't handle the shift or the friction, the frustration, the agitation. There will be those that interpret it different ways. They'll try to move. They'll try to go here. They'll try to go there. They'll change churches. They'll change jobs. Trying to find a sense of peace. But God, for those that are teachable, those that are saying, God, we want to know you. We want you to reveal yourself to us. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we'll respond. For God, we want to be teachable. God, we want to address and deal with our pride. God, we want to draw close. So thank you, Father. Thank you that, Lord, even starting this this day, going into tomorrow, we become more attentive and aware of you speaking to our lives. So we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello and welcome. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life